Hi everyone, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame. We're doing something a bit different today. Uh, I'm not going to dwell too long on the intro, I'm not as good at that as Frank is, but Frank Thank and you. I were almost almost started talking about a new card, whether we should put it in or I should put it in my deck, and we decided, hey, why, why not record it and then put it out for our listeners in case they find it interesting. So hopefully this all worked out well and we ended up uploading it. If Frank descended into madness halfway through, it might sit forever on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. So the let... madness of more editing. <laughs> Let's jump back to earlier today, Frank, when I messaged yeah. you frantically saying, "Should I put this card in my deck?" Time warp. Yeah. Done. Time warping <laughs> back in time to then. So, in the latest article on Fantasy Flight Games, we saw the new investigator, Father Matteo. Matteo the lad. Yeah. And I'm really excited to play him. Uh, I've always liked Mystics, but it's been a couple of cycles since I did one like as a blind play. I did Zoe as my blind play in Dunwich and Min as my blind play in Carcosa. But I've played with loads of Mystics in between all that. So yeah. I'm excited for Matteo to be the one I'm going through with this time. So I'm going to be playing in a party of four. I'm going to have a kind of hybrid clue combat character. And the card in question is the Chthonian Stone. Yeah. So this will seal one of the special tokens when you play it. And then if you reveal a, uh, the autofail symbol, the stone comes back to your hand. And it costs three, and it takes up a hand slot. That's right, as well, yeah. And which it's... I suppose is useful to have in mind for when you try and evaluate it, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it's unique as well, because I think you could... Something silly would happen if you had four mystics and they all play two copies of Chthonian Stone. <laughs> yeah, wow. Just numeric tokens in the game. <laughs> yeah. And the Elder Sign and, and Autofail. Yeah. And the number of stones bouncing back into people's hands <laughs> if a <laughs> tentacle is revealed. Oh, it's only you, though, if you reveal a tentacle. That's right, yeah. But you could, I mean, getting two back would be kind of crazy. Yeah. So what's your read on this card, then? What do you think? Um, it's a... Uh, we saw Father Matteo and... That was kind of exciting because he had all of this stuff to do with Elder Sign sealing in his uh, signature cards. And of course, we then thought there must be more to do with seal in Forgotten Age. And so it's really cool to see this first card. And as far as I can tell, you you when you play the card, you do the sealing sort of straight away as part of putting the card into play. So you go and fish that token out. So the concept is a really new one, which makes it quite hard to judge i would say i'm going to be slightly on the fence about it oh, well no that, but that, that's that's very much in the, the spirit of, of these these chats frank yeah yeah but i mean immediately my thoughts go to dunwich where you might end up with tablets or elder things in the bag and they normally have pretty nasty effects and taking one of those out of the out of the running, out of your considerations. Like, for instance, in Undimension Unseen, if you draw an Elder Thing token and you're fighting or evading a brood, it just hits you, irrespective yeah. of if you fail. And being able to get that out of the way so you don't have to factor in getting smacked by a brood is kind of great. Yeah, yeah. And, and typically the, those, the tokens that will seal away will have uh, higher than average negative values on. So taking yeah. them out of the bag means the bag on average is nicer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's the the bag half full or the bag half empty way of approaching this, isn't there? There's either that feeling that you're making it more likely to draw a tentacle and you'll feel pessimistic about it. Or you can say, well, hang on, actually, taking out a minus three or four from the bag is generally positive, And on higher difficulties, taking out a 
minus five or six from the bag is going to be helpful. I mean, you're almost just taking out an auto fail at that point, aren't you? Yeah, or, or even if you're playing on hard, you're taking out a card that is a fail with another negative effect. You'd almost want to prefer you prefer to pull the tentacle and just just fail without any punishment for failure than pull something that's also hitting you or making you discard a card or whatever else those tokens do. So the question is, should I put it in my Matteo deck for this first playthrough? Yeah, and tell me, you, tell me, Frank. <laughs> from your no, but from your deck, you were erring on the side of one. Is that right? Yeah, I was just thinking about having one in there because I, th- I mean, it's unique and. It's a three cost, so it's not exactly cheap. I don't know how rich the deck is going to run. Yeah. I mean, weighing this up just from what we can... Like, having not played with Seal at all, it's a three cost asset in a faction that their three cost assets are things like Storm of Spirits and Shriveling. Yeah. So for me, straight away, I'm thinking, okay, this this is probably higher on the power level, but I'm basing that really just on the numbers, as it were. The other thing we don't know is the Forgotten Age Chaos Bag. That's right, yeah, yeah. And we don't really have a template for predicting what the Chaos Bag will be like. If it's, say, there's one of each of those tokens in the bag and they all do different things, so, you know, in one scenario, skulls are really nasty and in another scenario, cultists are really nasty, this could be, like, a a really clutch, really useful card that turn one, you put it down, you seal off the nasty token, and then, particularly if you're playing as Mateo, you maybe avoid drawing the tentacle. The other thing to add into the mix is that I've got two copies of Defiance in my Matteo deck. Yeah. You love that card so much that uh, on a recent Mythos Busters episode, they were even shouting you out when they mentioned (laughs) Defiance because they know how much you love it. I think it's great. And it it works really well with this card as well. And if we're doing stuff like revealing extra tokens with, uh, what's it called? Um, The one that predicts the future. Uh, recall the future. Recall the future. That's right, and and grotesque statue as well. Suddenly, we're playing a load of games with the chaos bag. Yeah, yeah. We've we've said this before that mystics care about what's in the bag for one reason or another, and this is another way that they can care about the bag and pull a token out and sort of lock it down so that they can not factor it into their considerations, which I think is really nice. The other thing on bag compositions that we didn't mention is, of course, in Carcosa, this is normally a chart choice of just two tokens yeah which is also really useful that you can essentially minimize what, what it, whichever of the one negative tokens is in your bag yeah yeah and that makes mystics overall better because you're not pulling those tokens which trigger bad effects on your spells yeah yeah if you were somehow playing well if you're playing as jim it also means you're more likely to hit skulls which is kind of nice yeah if if that's what you're after yeah exactly yeah i think i want it in my deck this all sounds this all sounds cool. The possible negatives are that it's it's on the expensive side. Yeah. But you're playing in a faction that now I would say is probably on the higher end of resource generation. Yeah, I've gone for Renfield and for Uncaged the Soul in my deck. So Okay. Well, with Renfield you're just going to be like swimming in resources. Yeah, that's right, so yeah. <laughs> And then Uncaged the Soul for my other three cost assets or my high cost assets, so my right of seeking yeah, and exactly. my shriveling. That just gets them into play for free. Yeah, the money you save on a shriveling, you can then invest in the Caponian stone. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's that's strong. I think. I think particularly also you're playing in four player, which you know in solo investing in pulling this down and you maybe not taking as many tests or trying to take as few tests as possible might not be as useful. But in in multiplayer where 
you can probably see the benefit more across the table. Although in saying that, it's one of those things where you actually don't see the benefit because no one ever pulls the nasty effect because you've sealed it. So you'll have to remind people every time they take a test, ooh, that could have been the elder thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then that sounds quite smug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're this like you absolutely would have drawn the other thing <laughs> if I it's had like known. the ob- obnoxious mystic <laughs> mode. You know, thanks to me. Yeah. Then you get time warp and you start saying to people, "I'll make you take that test again unless you thank me." You know. Okay. Cool. Well, I, yeah. I think it's going to go in. I, I feel like similar card, a similar-ish card, would have been something like ritual candles, which gives you a little bit of an edge benefit. But yeah. it's not really one you can count on to to a degree. So that's giving you a little bit every time you draw one of those tokens. But typically you that plus one isn't helping you too much. Unless the negative on the special tokens is minus three and you're aiming for minus two. Mm. Yeah. Or, or two yeah. over. It sort of feels a bit edge. This fully takes it out of the bag, so you don't have to worry about that token at all. But mm, it does yeah, cost yeah. the it costs two more over the counts. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And this it's it's less permanent in a way. You know, if you draw something that makes you discard an asset and you have to discard the candles, that doesn't feel very painful. But if you draw something that makes you discard an asset and you've got shriveling in the stone down, you're probably losing the stone, and that that feels yeah more punishing. I suppose those two cards as well work at odds. You want as many of the special tokens in the bag if you want to get some kind of plus one benefit from candles. And Cthonian Stone sort of removes that from the bag. Yeah, yeah. I think it falls for me into the same category as Jim, where it's quite hard sometimes to gauge how well he's doing because the effect is quite subtle and it's quite hard to see. You know, a good Jim player is just committing slightly less than anyone else to tests and still being fine. Exactly. And you might yeah. not be noticing that. You might just be like, oh, he's really lucky. It's like, well, no, he's actually playing the bag, or she playing the bag really well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and so that takes me back to the original, well, my previous point, which is that you could seal a token, and of course then you won't see the benefits of that sealed token because you're not seeing it, so yeah. I mean, do do you think there could be another card of the four Mystic player cards in this deluxe that also has seal on it? In which case we could be into some really interesting terrain if there was, say, another card that interacted with the special symbols, so you could seal one of them away on this to avoid that interaction or something. Yeah, maybe. I, I, had, I guess the obvious effect is sealing one of the special tokens away. That's the one, if, if you'd push me to speculate when we learn about sealing, I would have said yeah. something along those lines. So, yeah, I don't know what else I could do. Yeah, that speculation, I think the... I think the Autofail will probably never be sealable, or at least the cost for sealing it would probably be something very high. I feel like that's one of the one of the few definite things we know in the game is that there's the autofail, and yeah. that, that sort of trumps everything. And no matter how much you can boost your skill, it still beats you. There's very few ways to automatically pass a test. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or when you're drawing a token, anyway. But it does. This does prompt a further thought I had about Matteo, which is that you can draw a tentacle once and use his reaction and make an Elder Sign, so you'd keep the Chthonian Stone in play, and then you could, on another test, discard Codex of Ages and auto succeed with the Elder Sign. So that would be a second test that the risk of losing the Stone is mitigated. And then if you spend your five XP on Seal of the Elder Sign, as you're planning to do, yeah, that's another test that you can auto succeed on. 
So that's, you know, potentially three tests in a turn or three tests over three rounds where the chance of losing the stone is is zero, completely nil. That risk of, of seeing auto-fail is completely eliminated, which is, like, terrifyingly good. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's making that bag much better for your allies at that point. If you're not drawing the tentacles, that token is staying on the card. Mm. Yeah, so in, in many ways, putting it in in Mateo is like the perfect fit if you know you need to keep a token sealed. Yeah. He's the most likely to sort of lock down the the chaos bag. Well, I think based on all that, I'm going to put it in my deck and try it out. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, FFG. Give me my money now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, th- th- thanks for the chat, Frank. You're very welcome, Peter. This is a bit of an experiment for us because we're just. this is just something we've put together quickly, just... On, based on some thoughts we had during the day. But if it's interesting and people like it, let us know, and it's the kind of stuff we can do more of. Yeah, you can find us on all the usual places, Drawn to the Flame on Facebook, Drawn to the Flame on Twitter, Drawn to the Flame on Patreon, and Drawn to the Flame podcast at gmail.com. Brilliant. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.